Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. We get a message from an Upside listener talking about, I think it was on Facebook. They were talking about our conversation about the um, bathroom and and who is it, Megan Trainer, who had two side-by-side toilets put in her bathroom mm-hmm. and you and I were like, no way. Right, like, absolutely not. Like, I want to bring back the outhouse. You walk out into the yard and do your <laughs> business out there, right? And uh, a, a woman wrote a story on, wrote a post on Facebook and said that when they bought their house, all of the doors, all of the interior doors were the same except for one of the guest bathroom door. And the guest bathroom door was actually an exterior door, but mounted inside the house, like a heavy exterior, like what would be the front door of your house, right? The reason is because exterior doors are soundproof. Mm. Interior doors are hollow. Obviously less expensive. You know, right, that's right. why it's, and they don't need to be soundproof, weatherproof, any, any, they don't have to do anything. Somebody's going to walk into our eventual dream house and be like, so why do you guys have a front door in your bathroom? It's a brilliant idea. Like whoever thought, whoever owned that house before they did or whoever built that house, high five to them. You know what? I will say I was totally surprised by how many messages we got yesterday from people that were like, yeah, you guys are total freaks about the bathroom thing. I think one person was like, yeah, nope, keep married life. And like, you know, I don't want to know about anyone's bathroom business. Like it doesn't matter if I love you and I'm married to you or whatever. Um, A lot of people thought that we were like, like poop shaming. Poop shaming? Yeah. Like like each other or? No, like just making it a thing that you should be embarrassed of going to the bathroom. And that's not what that is. No, I, you're, if you want to do what you you do, you, you poo, you, you know, (laughs) that's what I say. You poo, you. But for me, and luckily for Callie, we're on the same page. We don't poo each other. She poos her and I poo me in our own separate poo places, you know, and that's fine. And everything, right? Like everything, pee, poo, all it, just bathroom stuff. I don't even think we normally brush our teeth in front of each other. I don't have much of a problem with that. No, it's not that we have a problem with it. It's just when yeah. one of us goes in the bathroom to do something, we just naturally the other one stays don't out. Walk in, yeah. But that I don't. I don't think anything less. If you're a couple, I almost, I would almost say that 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 I, that I am a little admirable. I that. I admire no, no, that. No, you're missing what I'm saying. They weren't saying that we were like shaming bathroom them. shaming anyone else. They were saying that we're like embarrassed of bathroom stuff. And in our house going to the bathroom is like something to be ashamed of. I was like, no, 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 that's not it. We just, you know, no, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just something that I don't want. I, I don't, I don't want you to weigh in on my I intestinal think- health by the sound of a splash. 
(laughs) I just don't think that in our relationship, with the exception of our actual business, we don't mix business and pleasure. Speaking of splashdowns. I read this show. Wow. Okay. If this is someone's first show, I'm really sorry. And we normally don't talk like this. I'm sorry. Did you um, see that William Shatner went up in space? The oldest man to go up in space, um, Captain Kirk from from, from Star Trek. And he teared up. I saw that. I thought I, it was, I was watching out of the corner of my eye because I was on a call, but I was seeing he hug William Shatner hugged Jeff Bezos. Yeah. And he looked like he was getting emotional. I mean, they yeah. hugged for a while. And I I was thinking about what it must be like on two fronts. One, to play such an iconic character and spend so much of a significant part of your life, like quote unquote in being in space, but never being in space and like all the imagining you'd have to do about what it's like. And also I imagine when you're 90 years old, at least the people that I know in that age group that I have known, you kind of are reflecting on life. You know what I mean? And I imagine that it's, it's a huge deal for anyone to go, but when you're 90 and reflecting on your life, like that is something that he thought he would probably never get to experience in his lifetime. And I don't think I'll ever experience it. Like I'm not planning on ever being, I think there's a chance maybe Ellie could. Yeah, just like, hey, me and my friends, spring break, we're going to space. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for bathroom doors. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Pilates. Jeff overheard a business conversation that I was having. What was it, like two days ago? Sometime this week. And I... It's this imposter syndrome stuff that we talk about so much where you feel like... I always feel like a little college intern, even though I'm in my mid thirties and I own a business and I've worked, I've been out of college and, and worked in my profession for, you know, 15 years now. Yeah. Like 15. So I have 15 years of like experience and I was doing, I was taking part in a little bit of a contract negotiation, which is something that I take on, um, because I have experience with it. You're diminishing it. You weren't taking part in a little bit of a contract negotiation, you and the agent for a potential client were negotiating a contract. Well, no. So the, I used to do, when I worked in music, I used to do artist contracts. So bands, when they go to concert venues, the concert venues, like the artists would send their contracts Uh or whatever. I would look through it or the venues look through it, they make their changes and then it would come back to me. And I would say, yes, this is acceptable. No, this is not. Did I have any legal experience? No. Was it something that they were like, all right, see if you can do this. And I figured out, I was like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm, Yep. 
And so I became by default the 1022 person that handles contracts. So I create this contract, I send it out and I get an email back from the person that says, Hey, we, I, we have one question about this contract. And I said to Jeff, I'm like, Oh my gosh, okay, let's think of every possible thing that this person could ask me. You know, know what you did? You Jeffed it. You're like, let me go through every possible bad scenario. Right. Because what I didn't want to do is that he puts me on the spot and then I don't know the answer. And then I freak out and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 19 again. I'm 19 again. So I, I, I was like, okay, yeah, totally. I'll, I'll absolutely call you after my next meeting. I called him. He asked me a question. I answered it. I handled it. And Jeff overheard. And I came down. I'm like, hey, yeah, it went well. And he's like, oh yeah, I heard. And I was like, well, he's like, that was hot. It's pretty hot (laughs) because I know that you did that in your last job. Um, I don't think there's really space for it in your, in your current job, but generally speaking in your current job, I don't get to hear you do anything intense. Like I'm not present during the live TV show. Mm-hmm. that your team is a part of, right? Mm-hmm. So so I hear you have work calls, but to hear you do something intense and like like that involved money and power and and negotiating and whatever. And I don't like the way you diminished it. Like you diminish so much of that, it bothers me. Okay, how would you tell it? I think you tell it fine, but you don't have to make excuses like I don't have any legal experience. They told me to figure it out. You negotiated contracts significant you negotiated millions of dollars worth of contracts for major rock and roll bands and large concert venues that's a big deal you didn't write the contract you're not a lawyer right but you negotiate so when the venue would come back and say hey um we can only allow I don't know what they would complain about or what they would say, but like we can only allow. They would be like, yeah, if we ever go to arbitration over something. It has to be in our state. It has. Yeah. And you would say that's not the band is based out of this city. It has to. And you would negotiate it. Yeah. I never got to hear that. I got to hear it. It was hot. I love that Jeff is notoriously said that he would love to be a kept man. Like he somebody asked him. I think it was like a friend of yours or something like years ago and was like, wouldn't you be intimidated if your wife made more money than you? And Jeff was like, absolutely not. No, it was on my old radio station and it was one of the guys I worked with and he couldn't wrap his head around a woman making more money or being in charge of the household. Could not. He's like, that's it's just not the way it's supposed to be. It's not the way it ever was. It's not the way it should be. He goes, I know, I sound chauvinist. And I'm like, not me, not me. I have, I will cook every night. <laughs> I don't care. I'll clean, I'll do it, I'll, whatever. I'll, but I'll, I'll have a face mask on. I'll go to Target. I'll do all this stuff. I'm fine with it. I'll do, I'll, I will be, I will be the housewife to beat all housewives. I don't care. <laughs> Call me a housewife. I don't care. Jeff wants to be a captain and we've been on conference calls together, but he had never, um, heard me like, I guess in that scenario. So I think it's funny that you thought that was so hot. There was a, um, study that came out where a bunch of 
uh, researchers, I guess, whoever does studies, uh, got a bunch of kids and gave them like a cartoon, like a comic mm-hmm. or whatever. And the kids had to write a caption for it and make a joke, like make it be funny. Then they gave the captions to a bunch of professional people who work in the humor industry. So I'm assuming writers, stand-up comedians, performers, whatever. And they ranked the captions that the kids wrote. And then they matched the the captions or the kids' scores for the captions up with their intelligence. And you know what they found out? The funnier kids were smarter. Really? That no, actually, I'm not gonna say really. I think that humor is a very evolved thing. And that does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And that is validation for me because I was the funny kid in school and the goofy kid and the guy who would do anything to get a laugh. It was, and I was, you know, I was pretty smart, but I was pegged a lot as like a distraction, always talking in class, like that. Oh, that Jeff. Oh, that Jeff. Yeah, I was that. But I, I made good grades and I also made everybody laugh. And I'm saying this because if you have a kid who is the class clown, don't just, because I nobody really ever told me, like I would get in trouble, but nobody ever told me to stop being funny or to calm down. Like my parents never did. Mm-hmm. Like I never, I don't think it actually ever escalated. To where they had to call your parents? Yeah, to where they got, like, I did get in. I'm sure your dad will text me today if, and let if me I got know. In trouble. Yeah, if you got in trouble. There is one time that, that I did get in trouble there are two times, and I think I've told both of these stories before, but I love them, so I'll tell them again. There are two times that I got in trouble, big trouble at school. Not big trouble, but there are two times that I remember being really, really funny. Is it like the for your first memory of someone thinking you were funny? My first memory is one of them, and it was when Mr. Bonnell found a school lunch that had fallen down behind. Oh, listen up, kids. Take this to your school. That had fallen down behind the heater mm-hmm. in the classroom. And it was all gross and sad. Like he he dropped something down there. And when he reached out to get it, he found someone's lunch bag from clearly three months ago. Right. Okay. And he held it and he held it up and he, you know, was holding it by like two fingers and holding it way up from his body. And he called on one of the students and he said to whoever the kid was, Brian. Will you please take this down to, and what he was going to say was the boiler room because that's where garbage goes, I guess, in a school. Okay. In in the boiler room. Did you have boiler rooms? Yeah, but I thought it's just where the AC and the heater lived. Yeah, but that's like where the dumps, that's where the janitor hung out. So this had to get delivered to the janitor. Got it. In the boiler room. And so he was going to say, will you take this down to the, and he paused just long enough that I could say, lost and found. And the whole class, including Mr. Bonnell, started laughing. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I think that was probably around fifth grade. And I'm like. That's not the one, That's not the joke that you told that I was thinking of. That is really funny, though. Yeah. Lost and found. So, And then the other one that was in high school where I got in trouble, like I think I got sent to the office, 
I mean, I'm pretty sure it made a teacher cry. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah, because me and this kid Justin would always goof. He was he was the physical class clown. Like he's the one who would always be goofy and do fake fall downs and stuff like that. And I was the more intellectual class clown. But together we were a force. And um, so he, uh, I yelled across the classroom to him, and I said, "Justin, we are in science lab." I said, "Justin." Will you throw me the paper towels? And Mrs. Ryan said, Jeff, lower your voice. And I said, Justin, will you throw me the paper towels? The whole class laughed. Miss Ryan walked out of the room. And then I had to go to the- You know what's sad? And we have so many teachers that listen. Like, it probably wasn't- No, I was just- What the- you said. Like, she was probably having, like, the worst week yep, ever. Or totally. just, like, such a hard day. And you said that. And she's like- I'm, I'm over done. It. I hate these kids. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And I do apologize to her. But what was the one that you were thinking of? Was that, that was the one. Justin, lower your, or Jack, uh, Justin, throw over the purple towels. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, some There's some some knowledge. If you have kids in the car with you right now, they can take that and use that at school and then blame Jeff Dollar. <laughs> yeah. Be like, Jeff Dollar said this was funny. I did hear that they are coming out with a new version of Scream and Nev Campbell's in it. I saw that. It actually looks kind of good. I never thought that the Scream series was, I mean, it was spooky, but it wasn't scary. There's a difference between, that's a great word, spooky movies and scary movies. Yeah, I think your ban is on scary. Like you would never go see any of the Saw movies, right? No, I don't like horror movies. I don't really think. I mean, what I about can like handle- Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. What never about seen them. Really? Never seen them. We should do. We should watch. I really don't want to, Jeff. Honestly, because here's the thing: is like you never know which one's going to be too scary and which one's like not. And I just can't. But the thing is. I won't sleep for like a month and a half if something goes south on one of the shows that you're like, oh, yeah, it's classic. It's not that scary. It's just spooky. But I think what what I think will be interesting about it is they're now 20, 30 years old. The special effects are probably so terrible that it would almost at this point it would almost be comical. I mean, I can do the old screen movies. I can do. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, those, are, um, those aren't scary movies. Like at the time, Nightmare on Elm Street was supposed to be like scary. We I should try. think some of like the Hitchcock films are scary, like scary though. So I don't know. I I don't want to try it because if we try it and then we push my limits, I'm not going to sleep and then it's going to be a whole thing. And like I, I just I, – I have – I don't like being scared. I can promise you this. None of those movies will be as bad as American Horror Story, which you used to watch every week. Yeah, and you know what I used to do when I would watch that story? If you've never seen American Horror Story and you love horror stuff, you should watch it. It's incredibly well done. It is terrifying. Yeah. And I, and I don't mean like a little bit scary. I mean outright terrifying. Like I question the sanity of the people that came up with this stuff. And there was one season that I got addicted to and I would go to my friend's house to watch it whatever night that it was on. And I would literally have to have her walk me to my car. And then the whole way home, I'd be like, double checked my back. I was scared to death. 
And I finished the season because I needed to know how it ended. And I said to myself after I put myself through that, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. That is awful. I am like emotionally tormented by the movie. I mean, it is that terrifying. Are you dealing with double digit interest rates on your credit cards? If so, a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream might be a big help. With rates starting at 4.98% APR and fixed rates so they'll never go up over the life of the loan, you could be saving a ton of money every month. Not to mention the hassle of keeping up with multiple credit cards. Like I said, rates start at 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000. There are no fees and you might even get the money the same day that you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. That's exactly what they deliver. You could enter the next year with no credit card debt with just one easy monthly low interest rate payment from Lightstream. Just for upside listeners, apply now, get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash upside. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash upside. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit terms and conditions to apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash upside for more information. I loved cereal as a kid, but I cut it out as I got older because all of the sugar that was in it, I just didn't want. And I hate that because I love cereal. If you feel the same way, let me introduce you to Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your own bundle of flavors. Okay. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. And they brought back cookies and cream and maple waffle permanently. Anything maple I love, especially in the fall. And these are some of their most popular flavors. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code upside at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Don't we all vow at some point in a given year to read more? Like, sure, it's a popular New Year's resolution or maybe an October Lucian if you're an upsider, but... Every now and again, it pops into our head. I should be reading instead of mindlessly scrolling through social media. Yeah, you should. And you know what would make it so easy? Instant access to thousands of titles. And this library of titles, actually, the more you use it, actually becomes easier to use because it moves the stuff it knows you'll like right to your home screen. That's what Scribd 
is. Scribd is internet access to thousands of books, of audio books, of magazines, all right there at your fingertips. And it's only $9.99 a month. Scribd is also giving Upside listeners a 60-day free trial. I'll tell you about that in a second. But it is so easy to use and it's so easy to discover new work from celebrated authors that you may have never heard of or that all your friends are talking about you just haven't gotten access to them yet right now scribd is offering upside listeners a free 60-day trial go to try.scribd.com upside for your free trial that's try t-r-y dot scribd s-c-r-i-b-d dot com slash upside to get a free 60-day trial of scribd today's quote of the day is always do sober what you said you'd do drunk that will teach you to keep your mouth shut here are your three random things brought to you by brown and company jewelers uh number one the worst smell according to human beings is Drum roll, baby poop. And what? I, yep. And I will tell you. I don't think that's the worst smell. What do you think the worst smell is? Um, I would say the worst smell is like something dead. Like, uh, like have you ever like a road been outside or something? and yeah. you're like, something smells. What is that? That is a bad smell. The thing that's remarkable about this is, you know what? I don't even want to go into it because we've talked about poop too much the past two days. Yeah, let's. But yeah. all I want to say is the thing that's re- remarkable about the, it, it's just gross. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just don't want to talk more about poop. We talked too much about poop. Okay. Um, sewers on a hot day, also on the list. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Uh, bad breath, wet dog. I don't think wet dogs smell that bad either. Flatulence, <laughs> rotten food, smoking, and smelly feet. You know I what? Used to, I used to have such, my feet used to stink. I mean, it was awful. So bad. Ew. When I, like when I was a teenager. Like, I would ruin shoes. Ew. That's how bad that was. I think we need to, like, tomorrow we need to have, like, a totally scrubbed up, very clean show and talk about only clean things. Too much bathroom stuff the past Too much days. bathroom stuff. I do think one of the worst smells to me, and I don't know why this grosses me out so much. It, like, makes me nauseous thinking about it. But cleaning the pot, like, putting water in a pot that has spaghetti sauce in it. Yeah. Something about the watery spaghetti sauce thing just makes me, I mean, the smell of it. I always hold my nose when I clean out really? pots that have had marinara. Yeah. Huh. So, funny. so gross. That's like me and boiled chicken. Yeah. We need to talk about that. That's a whole other weird thing. I don't get you, but continue. I, ju- I just cannot stand the smell of chicken being cooked, being boiled or cooked in a crock pot or like that smell. Fried chicken, fine. Baked chicken, Great. Chicken, eat it. Delicious. Plain chicken just being boiled. Hate the smell. Don't know why. Um, I have struggled with this for years, and I am happy that the mystery has finally been solved. There is no proper side of aluminum foil. I always, Really? Okay. Yeah. It's just the, the, the matte side and the shiny side are only the matte side and the shiny side because of the manufacturing process and the rolling process, but. So what side do you prefer be on the outside? 
the outside to me is always the shiny side. Agreed. The matte side is where your food goes. Yes. I always thought, but it doesn't matter. There's no, there is no physical or chemical difference between those two sides. Um, and my third random thing is for, um, definitely not Callie, but for anyone who likes <laughs> scary movies, um, the science of scare project has crowned a new champion of horror films. There's a low budget film called host, which was released last year, right at the start of the pandemic. And scientifically it's the scariest movie of all time. Um, it's only 56 minutes long, but it increased the heart rate of the average audience member by 24 beats per minute. Pass. And do you know what the plot is? I do. I'm going to read the um, first part of the plot. I'm not going to spoil the whole story. But the plot is that a group of friends decide to hold weekly Zoom calls to stay in touch due to the COVID-19 quarantine. On, I'm already scared. <laughs> on one week's call, one of the participants, one of the friends, um, Haley, invites a medium to lead them in a seance. And uh, during this seance, one of the other friends claims to have made contact with a person who's passed on. It's just, it's a, it, it was a joke, but she pretended yeah. to, to, um, contact somebody from the afterlife and the seance guy gets mad, drops out. He's like, I'm out of here. As soon as he leaves, all sorts of horrifying things start happening to the participants and it's all on zoom. So the entire movie, 56 minutes long, only took 12 weeks to shoot. And the participants are all on, it was all shot via zoom. Wow. Okay. So if you're into it, the I name, wonder how much money they spent. The name of the movie is called host. And um, I feel like this sounds like the Blair Witch Project. Remember yes. how they were like, it was so yes. low budget. We had no move. We had no um, like money and no time. And we just filled something super low budget. And at the time, I think people were saying the same thing about Blair Witch Project. I think um, if you are into scary movies, you need to watch host this year because fingers crossed. By next Halloween, like Zoom call friend gatherings will be a thing of the past. We'll yeah. be like a will be like a relic from this this COVID nineteen era. Right now, it's still relevant. So, uh, the name of the movie is Host, and those are my three random things. I have the continuation of phrases you never knew the origin of, but that you might say all the time. The one you left with yesterday, barking up the wrong tree, to me couldn't be more obvious. That um. That is slang for somebody who is like chasing the wrong lead, trying mm -hmm. to, you know, trying to, um, trying to involve someone who has no say over a matter, that type of situation. Um, that to, to me is, is obvious because it represents a dog trying to get a cat or a squirrel or something out of a tree when the cat or the squirrel is actually in a different tree. Yeah. That's obvious. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So it's actually refers to hunting dogs that may have chased their prey up a tree. The dogs are barking, assuming the prey is still in the tree, but they're no longer there. So that one is pretty self-explanatory, but you know, confirmation that it is what you thought. Here is my favorite one. 
give a cold shoulder. Jeff Dollar, what is the meaning of that phrase? Give a cold shoulder means to be impolite or rude or indifferent, which I think is almost worse than being rude. Be indifferent to someone. So daughter brings brings her date home to meet dad and dad barely acknowledges their existence. He is giving the date the cold shoulder. All right. Do you have any clue where that might have come from? Yes. In olden times, families could only afford jackets with one sleeve. Mm. So they would have a warm shoulder and they would have a cold shoulder that was actually frozen solid. And so if somebody was... If you didn't like someone, you would hit them with your frozen solid shoulder. Yeah. Um, no, mm. that, that's not the answer, but I do appreciate the creativity. Um, yeah. Medieval England is where it came from. Yeah, olden times. You're, you're going to love this. Okay, so that you had right. Yep. It was customary to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of like pork or beef. When the host felt it was time for the guest to leave, this was a polite way to communicate, get out of my house. Oh, my gosh. It's like what your dad does. It's like. Like when your dad is, uh, comes over, when your mom and dad come over for dinner and your dad is, is, is sick of us. Rather than him just saying, oh, I'm going to leave now. He's like, well, we better let you get to it. <laughs> we better let you get to your to your shows or whatever. And we're like, we're not doing anything. That's code it's, for he wants to go home and drink wine and watch Netflix with my mom. Right. It's Saturday night. We're not doing anything. You don't have to let us get back to anything. He's like, oh, let me get let you get back to, I thought you were going to brush the dog. Like It's 11 p.m. The reason I was so excited about the cold shoulder thing is because the first time I read it before I just said it now. Um, and I told a friend this, I was like, oh my gosh, you got to hear what we're doing on the show tomorrow. We're talking about the meaning of the cold shoulder. I thought they actually threw the meat at the person. <laughs> so that was why I was so excited about it. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, you're giving someone a gift, but you're literally throwing it at them and being like, get out of my house. We so. need, we just need to keep some shoulders, like some, some, uh, food, some roasts in the freezer that come from the shoulder and just to hand it to people randomly when they're here. Here you go. Here's a cold shoulder. Mm, that was like your worst joke today. It wasn't a joke. I was being serious. Isn't that the meaning of it? Give them a piece of... Yeah, but if you don't know, then they'll just be like, oh, thanks, and they won't leave. Thanks for the meat. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com upside for your exclusive discount. Obviously, Callie and I are fans of Moms on Call. Like we followed their their books to get Ellie sleeping through the night at what two months, maybe three months. 
she's sleeping through the night very early mm -hmm. and she's done a great job with it. Um, so uh, we're, and by, we used it to uh, sleep train Ellie. We uh, also used it to survive our first year of parenthood. And they, um, and we're also fans of them because they are clients of our production company, 1022 Projects. So we produce the Moms on Call podcast. I was on a call with them the other day and Ellie, I think Callie, you were either walking in or walking out. So Ellie was on my lap for the first minute or two of the call and they got to see her. So you're like, hi Ellie, how's she doing, whatever. And I said, oh, she's 11. Can you believe she's gonna be a year old next month? And uh, she, has four, she already has four teeth. And Laura, one of the moms said, uh, oh, that's so great. Has the shrieking started yet? And I said, what's the shrieking? She's like, oh, you'll find out. I'm not kidding. Within three days, Ellie discovered that she can shriek. Just randomly, just like, ah! Like randomly. <laughs> but it's more, much more shrill and terrifying than that. And she's like, ah! And she just does it. <laughs> I Number one, I'm impressed at the shriek because it's so high-pitched and loud. Yeah. yeah. But number two, the fact that the mom's on call, no babies so well, that just by me saying a couple of milestones in Ellie's life, they're like, oh, here comes the shrieking. And sure enough, they're right on schedule with it. Hey, Jeff, why do you keep giving out the wrong phone number? I've heard you twice now say it is 234 when it should be 434. Bye. Socks are such a funny thing because they're really not something that you notice unless they're driving you crazy. And who needs to be driven crazy by socks, right? Like no one. We only wear Bomba socks in our house. And there's a couple reasons why. They are easily the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. And I never have to think about them. I wear the performance ankle socks to work out every day. And then I wear the performance no shows with the everyday sneakers that I wear, which are great because they hug your feet so they don't slip down. Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft and made to last. With their 100% happiness guarantee, they're confident you'll be happy with your Bombas products or your money back. Another thing I love is that when we started working with Bombas, I learned that socks are the most requested item in homeless shelters. For every pair that we buy, they donate a pair to a homeless shelter. Now that they make underwear and shirts, and thanks to Bombas customers, they've just donated their 50 millionth clothing item. Isn't that amazing? That's 50 million brand new pairs of socks, underwear, and shirts given to those in need. There's so much more comfort to have and so much more to give with Bombas. Go get 20% off your first order at bombas.com slash upside. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off your first order. Bombas.com slash upside. Was I the only listener that heard the other listener give the mustard and jelly biscuit recipe and think, hmm, she probably needs to take a pregnancy test. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Oh, my goodness. Between yesterday and today's episode, I have so much to say. This is Eileen. Um, but first of all, hello, Braves country. This is your sports update. The Braves are going to the NLCS. Uh, they start on Saturday. We will either host the Dodgers because they are currently the wild card team. 
or we will go out to San Francisco. But either way, we start Saturday. And I was one of the 40,000 people plus that were there last night. And, oh, my goodness, it was so exciting. And also, Callie, you are so good at the three random things. Please don't ever feel insecure around Jeff. Um, The way I see it, Jeff kind of does a little bit more serious random things. You really find random things. I mean, come on. I'm laughing about the Coles de sac. Um, oh my gosh. You, the M&M, what that stands for. Um, just, just very random things. And I love it. So don't feel insecure. You're doing a great job. So it's just, I love listening to y'all and what you're going through and what you're doing. And anyway, have a great day. Bye. Go Braves. Hey, you guys. Uh, today is uh, Wednesday the 13th, I think, and the reason that's relevant, there was some sort of a, a space landing today, a ship or something or other. Um, in our office, they have the stock market going all day, and they showed the landing today. And, Jeff, you've got to go watch the footage because it was the fakest thing I've ever seen. I, like, I was processing it as a graphic and I was like why are they showing us a graphic and then the news lady was like and there it is landing successfully and I was like what that did not look real whatsoever it looked like a cartoon and something is going on something I'm telling you what was that Jeff go watch the footage and tell me what you think bye Hi, I just wanted to say that Fulton County did not have school last Monday and Tuesday. So Tuesday was teacher's work day, and my kid was home for two days and very happy to be there. Okay, fine. Callie and Jeff, I live on a double cul-de-sac, which I guess technically would be now the cul-de-sac, but that just sounds ridiculous, so I'm going to stick with the fact that I live on a double cul-de-sac. There's a situation. Hey guys, um, I had a quick question. Jeff, I, I rewound today's episode just to make sure I wasn't hearing things. Um, but this is the, the second time you've done it this week. When you give out the phone number, you've been saying 800-234-5454. And I just looked at my phone and it's, it's 434. So is the number for the advisory hoard different than the regular number? I don't know. I was just curious about that. All right, bye. Can I tell the human brain not to do something? What happens is we very often reinforce things when we put things in the negative. If you go through trees on skis and you go, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, guess what you're watching? You're only looking at trees. As opposed to follow the path, follow the path. The only thing you see is the path. It's literally perspective. Perspective.